Let's get ready for work. The availability or absence of public transit can really impact a local area or a local jurisdiction, workforce attainment goals or higher education attainment goals or economic development goals. Our students are one flat tire away from dropping out. Transit is the through line that can connect all of these critical aspects of community development and community health. Connecting working learners to training is an often overlooked component of workforce availability for employers. Learn more on episode 35 of Ready for Work. Ready for Work is a podcast powered by ACT, showcasing excellence and innovation throughout the workforce ecosystem. Jason Jones hosts this journey with trends and ideas to help your region's workforce reach its highest potential. Let's get ready for work. As workforce development typically focuses on skill and availability, other economic and community development practices can make or break those workforce efforts. Examples include housing, broadband internet, childcare, and today's focus in episode 35, transportation. Abigail Selden from the Selden Herring Smith Foundation, or SHSF, brings us insight on the importance of transit for community college students. We'll explore the impact of mapping efforts to boost transit options, the interface of public policy, and advice on how to connect these strategies to a work-ready community. Thanks for joining us, Abigail, on Ready for Work. Jason, thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. As we get underway, give us some background on the SHSF Public Transit Map Project and why this is important. Absolutely. In early 2021, we started asking ourselves at the foundation, how easy is it for community college students to actually get to college. Are community colleges transit accessible? Folks often use the phrase, our students are one flat tire away from dropping out. And we really wanted to add some texture to that that might help with public policy work. So we decided to build a unique interactive national map to show which community colleges have public transit stops and which ones are still waiting for the bus, if you'll forgive the pun. We released the first map in spring of 2021 and that map had just the primary campus of each community college system and their proximity to public transit. Now I'm really pleased to share that we're beginning to release deep dive state and regional maps that include an expanded set of locations so all of the branch and satellite campuses of each community and technical college system are included in these new state maps. Energy costs and labor market shifts make this such an important issue, Abigail. Transportation is often a top five barrier for learners to meet their education and career goals. What are some of the most unique insights you gained along the way? Great question. I would say two categories. One is how people are responding to the map has actually generated some interesting insights for us. And then, of course, there's the underlying data and findings themselves. So I think first and foremost, something, you know, speaking to your point about the general climate around energy and transportation topics, we've been really excited to see the public reception for the map. You know, I think that folks often feel that higher education is a complicated topic from a policy standpoint, and you might even need a PhD just to understand the choices available from a public policy perspective. But the idea that community college students need to be able to use public transit to get to campus to further their careers, their workforce training, their higher education path. That's intuitive 
for people. And it's an easy kind of solution in what's often a really complicated space and complicated topics. In terms of what we're finding in a more granular way, there's a lot of opportunity here. So nationally, from our original map in 2021, we saw that 57% of primary community college campuses had a transit stop within walking distance. So a little more than half. But what was interesting to us was that there were an additional 25% of institutions where the primary campus was less than four and a half miles away from a public transit stop, but not actually connected. And so in some cases, this was local bus stopping at a Walmart that was a mile away from the community college, but not continuing down the road to stop at the school. And so from a public policy standpoint or, or a public transit standpoint or community economic development, that's a really inexpensive kind of expansion to support local workforce goals, college attainment goals, and really the lives of individual people who need to be able to get to school. It's helpful for planners and policymakers to understand which levers could improve access to training and opportunities. What has been the early impact so far on the transportation issue? So one of the most exciting downstream effects of the report released from 2021 was actually the introduction of federal bipartisan legislation. So in the summer of 2021, the Path to College Act was introduced by a bipartisan group of Congress people. It's actually passed twice now. You know, we'll see how it does in the Senate. But for me and for my colleagues, my co-authors on the report, it was exciting to see that kind of immediate real-world engagement with the results of our study, which are fundamentally included in the legislative design. You're listening to Ready for Work from ACT. Ready for Work. What are some common misconceptions that we need to resolve or reconsider as part of this work? That's a great question, Jason. I think it's really important for public policy planners, whether they are in higher education or urban planning or other disciplines, to note that college students today aren't necessarily living on residential campuses. Today, 36% of college students are attending community and technical college and 99% of those students live off campus and commute to school. So students with children, students with jobs, students of color, low-income students are all overrepresented at community colleges. So transit is actually a critical part of their daily lives and can either be a challenge or an enabler of an individual student's career or workforce or higher education goals. And by extension, the availability or absence of public transit can really impact a local area or local jurisdiction, workforce attainment goals, or higher education attainment goals, or economic development goals. So transit is the through line or the road that can connect all of these critical aspects of community development and community health. How might our listeners connect and learn more about the SHSF Public Transit Map Project? We'd love to have folks come to our website, which I know is is listed below in the written matter. Please do feel free to reach out to us. We are still launching many states. We have a number left to go. So far, we've launched California, North Carolina, New England, and others. 
but we'll continue to launch states through the fall. And we welcome the opportunity to partner with folks as we plan these releases to ensure that we're connecting in ways that are helpful for local communities seeking to engage on this issue. We appreciate the work of SHSF and the helpful insights as workforce leaders try to remove as many barriers as possible to achieving prosperity. Thanks, Abigail, for joining us on Ready for Work. Well, I appreciate it. It's really good to get this out there to your listeners and really appreciate your great questions. As the national reckoning on infrastructure policy continues, the SHSF Public Transit Map Project and associated tools can enable deeper consideration of the needs of today's working learners. Check out the link in our show notes for episode 35. Ready for Work is a service from your friends at ACT, a mission-driven nonprofit organization dedicated to helping people achieve education and workplace success. Discover more online at act.org slash ready for work podcast. Now, let's get to work.